I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Like, no. Um, So that's why I went to the military after, um, right after high school. Three days after I got my diploma, I was in the military and you kind of just go through, in, in the Navy, you're kind of like a robot. You just go through life. So everything there is just given to you. So you go straight from mama's house to the military. Um, so I didn't get out of the military to 26. So that's when I felt like I was um, starting adulthood for like the first time. Um, and that's when I'm like, oh, shoot, like money matters and like credit matters. You know, like that stuff doesn't matter in the military. You could just ask for something. And they'd be like, oh, give me your social. And you literally get whatever, like. You know what I mean? You need an apartment, they'll be like, like, here's some extra money, pay your rent. You need groceries, here's some money for food. This is what you're going to wear. This is what you need to be. So you pretty much just have everything and it's just lined up. So getting out, I moved to Atlanta and I did not know a soul. I just like came here with my savings. I had nothing lined up. I just knew I was going to go to school. I had no job lined up. And I feel like that's something I would tell people like, don't do that. That's that's not smart at all. Cause that's when like struggle started for me. Like, oh shoot, like, okay, I really don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this job search thing. Um, I just didn't know. And it's still like, I'm not gonna lie, this is still a struggle for me because even the jobs, the small little jobs I got after the Navy, they were always like somebody knew me and they liked me and they were like, cool, like, you know, she might be good in this role. So as far mm-hmm. as working in jobs that I feel like I'm qualified for like based on my own gifts and talents I haven't figured out how to do that yet but I would still say that I feel like I'm doing well because I'm just not where I I could have been if I didn't like wake up at a young age and see like this is not the life that I want like you know like I'm nothing against my mom my mom did the best she could but I don't want to be like my mom or like my brother or my dad like they just didn't do anything really like and they never traveled they never went to college they never you know so I just knew like that's not what I wanted to do so I feel like that was my wake up and from there I was just like winging it <laughs> like I'm gonna do something but I'm not gonna do that um so I just think like the the ground level for me the like I'm not gonna call it rock bottom but something like that was moving to a new town without like a job or anything lined up and not knowing how to even use skills because not even knowing what skills I had because like I said I just came out of the military um so I think my success story is really when I just decided okay you're you're fine like you're you have what you need you know like don't be complaining because you're not rich and you're not driving all the fancy cars and you're not living in a huge house like you have everything you need so this can be your like this is your idea of success at the moment you know what I mean you can just go from there so I'm happy to be an educated black woman you know I don't feel like I look you know how old I am so (laughs) like I'm just happy to be um where I am and I'm excited to go forward so like I said success to me isn't always about um riches like financial riches it's just like where are you now and are you 
in a good place, like mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I think I am in a great place emotionally Mm -hmm. and mentally. So I'm happy. That's my, that's my success. Yeah. Okay. I can completely agree with, you know, success isn't, is a, I really think it's a matter of perception. Um, and it's, it's based on the individual. Um, so, and, and I think success is something that is personal and it shouldn't be something that is defined by everybody else. It should be defined by what success to you. Um, mm. And I think for me, um, I look at my life in that lens of, well, now I do, <laughs> but there were a, a large chunk of my life where success for me was defined by outward expectations. Um, and I think that's for a lot of people, we define success out from outward people's perceptions versus our own. Um, and it wasn't until probably my latter adult years that I defined success for what it is for me. And um, just basically with my story, um, in my youth, I, I never thought the places that I grew up and the things that the lack of opportunities or opportunities that I did have, uh, I never thought much of it. Um, I grew up in uh, a part of Atlanta called Bankhead. And when we moved to a different part of in Clayton County, <laughs> where there was a mix of black and white people, um, you start to see things from a different lens and you see things outwardly looking into your life and you wonder is this is this what the expectation should be so um, I was homeschooled through high school I also when I finished school I wanted to go to an art school um, and I did not want my parents to take out any type of loans to, for me to go to school. I did not want to be in debt when I finished school. So that hope of going to art school was kind of dashed. And I tried to figure out how can I still make my success happen without having to be in debt when I finish school. Um, so from there, I went to DeKalb Tech. I worked my way through school, paid cash for any of my tuition, you know, I bought my car at cash, moved out on my own. And that to me was success. You know, at the age of 18, I was on my own, you know, 18, 19, you know, I was on my own. Um, I got married at a young age. I was 21 when I got married. And, you know, my life, this was the part of the chunk of my life that was defined by outward expectations of me you know those stepping stones that everybody would like to see you to achieve um you know get married have a kid get your house you know have get married find a house um be be successful have your kids you know having your life all drawn out like oh i'm gonna have all my kids before i'm 25 and i did (laughs) you know (laughs) being married at a certain age and i was um having uh, all the outward perception of success. Um, But, you know, you get to a certain age where you kind of look back on everything and it's like, 
yeah, outwardly looking in, this is, this does look like success. Um, but it wasn't until later in life that I was asking myself, did you ever fulfill what your actual dreams were? Um, you know, and in pursuing that now, um, you feel like you kind of wasted a lot of time, but I, I feel, I also feel like it, those moments were a moments that needed to happen in order for me to get to where I am today. Um, you know, there's, there's no mistakes. I have no regrets. Um, so every moment that happened in my life was something that led me to where I am today. I don't want to feel like it's wasted time. I do feel like, you know, my life right now is great. I'm blessed and I'm thankful. And that to me is success. You know, I'm, I'm married. We have our ups and downs. I have three kids. Uh, we run a business, but I think the biggest parts that's most important to me right now is right now I'm fulfilling my dream. Right now I'm pursuing everything that I always wanted to do for myself. Um, and I read this book probably a few months ago called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And I don't know if you've read it or not, but it's a great book. I highly recommend the book. And it basically, the premise of the book is talking about how the author herself felt like most of her life she was in a cage and in a cage being tamed. And she talks about a cheetah in the book and this cheetah in the zoo, um, she notices a change in the cheetah's posture when she, they let the cheetah run free. And the, the cheetah goes from looking like a tame, docile creature to some uh, animal that should be in its natural state and be untamed, um, chasing after a piece of, you know, meat or something like that. So, and that's, she related to it. She's like, she felt like she had been a tamed cheetah her whole life <laughs> um, when she was actually meant to be untamed and free. Um, and that to me was kind of like a, a light bulb went off and was just like, yeah, I can relate to that. Um, and just finding so many other women, you know, who could relate to that feeling of being tamed your whole life and finding that moment that untamed you, where you felt I can be fearless, I'm powerful, and I can be free. Um, so yeah, changing changing those outward perception of success to be my, you know, turning my own definition into success is really, I think that's, that was the most important thing for me. And it, like I said, it didn't happen until later in my adult life. I think success is, it, it, it changes over time you know, your, your version of success, because as you mature, um, what you consider success is going to kind of morph and change as you change and your circumstances change. Um, I remember being married really young as well and sitting in the park with my husband. And for us, success was, okay, we're just going to have our own apartment. We're going to have our own transportation. We're going to be able to pay our bills and, you know, maybe go out to dinner from time to time. 
you know, when you're married that young, that is almost your picture of success. And it, it might sound silly to some people, but when you don't have all of those things, that's huge. You know, that that's your, your outlook. Um, but then as you achieve those things, then all of a sudden you're looking out going, okay, well, now I think success would be if I were able to buy a home and I could, you know, raise my kids, you know, in my own home, or maybe if I made this amount of money on my job, or if I were to obtain this degree. And so as you get older, um, you start to see the world differently. And then at some point, as you talk to your elders, for them, they may say, well, success really is just having peace. You know, success is being able to come home, put your feet up, take a breath, and you're at peace with yourself, you're at peace in your life, um, and you have the things that you need. Like, you, you may not have everything, but you have what you need. And so I think for me, as I get older, how I categorize success has, has changed, and it continues to change. It's not... Um, it's still not set in stone for me because my, you know, my personal desires and personal sense of fulfillment, you know, it continues to morph. And honestly, some days for me, success is just to be able to sit my in my house and say, I'm at peace with myself. You know, I'm I'm happy or I'm happy about this particular area in my life or this particular thing is going well. And so for today, that is a measure of success and not really stress out about, you know, the the long term necessarily, because that brings a lot of anxiety. And, you know, I think if oftentimes we start to compare ourselves to other people and other people's measure of success, and that's what really messes us up. When in fact, you know, if we were to just sit down and say, okay, what do I think about my life? Not anybody else's life, but how do I feel about my life? And if you can say, I'm cool with it, to me, that's success. Mm-hmm. To piggyback, yeah, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. But to piggyback up on what she was saying, the level of success, especially for me being, I'm probably the youngest uh, in you guys. So for me being the youngest inside here and just hearing everyone's stories of how my life or where they're going or where they are right now, it's like I haven't been through marriage i haven't been through having kids i haven't bought my first car my first house none of that my i'm still on my parents phone bill so it's like i haven't been through so much but just have the feeling to know that when i come home from work or when i'm finished doing this um amount of homework i feel successful because i'm not depressed as i was when i was inside high, high school because i was i'm now following the dreams that i want to follow not what everyone is set in stone saying that i should do because i graduated when i say i want to graduate i'm the first generation college graduate i mean high school graduate so it was scary it was yeah <laughs> it was scary being in high school you know and, not, and knowing that i don't have anyone that's older than me that i could look out of i could say oh i want to be like this person because they did it like this. I don't have anyone I could say that I want to do this because my brother and sister did this before me. I don't have anyone I can get advice from because I had to do everything on my own. My parents didn't, they graduated, but they didn't go to college. They didn't even graduate inside the state. So it was very difficult for me to find my way and maneuver through life right now, especially with everything that's going on, just to maneuver thinking that I got this in the bag, but not knowing that when I move five steps forward, I won't have anyone to give me a pat on the back and say, you're doing a good job because they don't know. 
nobody knows. So just to hear everyone's success story is like, I want to be there, not because they did that, but because I know I'm going to do that. I want to succeed because I know I want to do this for myself. You feel me? So when I hear everyone saying they succeeded in this or just having peace of mind, it's like, I want that peace of mind. I want to grow older knowing that I have these bills to pay. I have this car note coming up. My kids are worried about this or that. But I still have that peace in mind because somebody before me put that in my mindset that you could still be successful knowing that you got stuff to get done. You feel me? So it's very, especially being my age, it's so hard to find friends my age that have that mindset that that they want something out of life, that they don't want to just work hard now to continue working hard later. They want to work hard now to just sit down and relax, be like, yes, I did that. I did all of this because I'm me, you know? I did all of this because I did this, not knowing I didn't have anyone behind me to tell me how to do it, not knowing I didn't have my mother and my father to tell me you should go to this college because of that reason. You should get this house because of that reason, but because the fact that, yes, I did it. Princess did it. So success comes in different different forms. Just even graduating from high school, that's my success story. When people ask me every time, what's your biggest success story? I graduated. I had two before me that didn't Yeah, I had two before me that didn't graduate. My parents didn't do it. So I did it. I'm in college. I play sports in college. I got a full ride. I did it. So it's, 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 it takes a lot out of me just for me to say those words. Like when I walk across that stage, it was like, I had to pause for a quick second. I, I kid you I'm not. When they call my name, I pause for a quick second. Like, wait a minute. I just did that. You know, my aunts and uncles, my mom and dad, in the back just yelling my name. And I just like, I did it, you guys. That's my success story. You know, I, I came from nothing, literally came from nothing, was born during war and everything, came here to the stage trying to find a better education better lifestyle for my family, just seeing how much we have grown as a family together and seeing how much I have as a person knowing I came on a mission. And I'm that mission every step of the way. My success story is much different from everyone else because some people came from something. I came from absolutely dirt, <laughs> nothing. So now I'm making something of it because I did it. It feels good. So that's my success story. Yeah, you have milestone moments and you have to be yes. celebrate those and not get so caught up in what other people are doing or what other people are thinking because nobody knows what it took for you to get to that milestone and right. nobody knows what it takes for you to get to the next milestone. So we have to celebrate those milestone moments. Actually, even if it's the uh -huh. little I keep telling people, I'm the type of person where I want to break generational curses to make sure generational blessings become my inheritance. Not just my inheritance, but my kids' not just my kids but the people they meet so when I continue doing that people will know that I came from something you know like I, I struggle for a reason I didn't struggle my parents didn't struggle because they just wanted to struggle they struggled because I'm here to today for a reason so when I tell people like people just my age I have a lot of friends my age I hang out with a lot of older people when I try to tell them my story this is like dang but guess what that new you know that new video game that's coming out guess what that someone's going on social media i'm not that type of girl i'm not i always tell my friends that i'm trying to make you know recurring income when i grow up i'm trying to find this job i'm trying to have a lot of skills on my resume i'm trying to get my name out there build more connections with people you don't know who you mean like you could be working at Publix or the grocery store and could just talk to a stranger I think he's a stranger today but he may be a billionaire of a multi-company you don't know 
you don't know so building that connection that's my success every time when i wake up in the morning just knowing that i made one person smile that day that's my success you guys that's my success and i think all that stuff that you said is definitely worth just to respond i would mean, because like you're like a breath of fresh air to me to hear like um mm-hmm. you being so young and talk about these things but i think that all those things that you've done if you if you think they're small they are definitely worth celebrating because some, sometimes people when you think about other people they'll try to downplay your success like you talking about graduating high school that is a big freaking deal depending on where you come from in your culture exactly. and what your parents did or didn't do and other people in other cultures would be like well everybody graduates high school uh first of all no they don't so that is worth celebrating in every little milestone and then you talk about people your age don't even think about that because i'm in my 30s and not all my friends are on the same page as me either you know what i mean yeah. so people always be that you're not wrapped up in so i would just say find like-minded people don't even worry about your age so much or their age so much um because i could be like thinking about i'm in grad school right now and my other friends are like why are you doing that when you could be xyz and it could be about you know instagram this or you could be a model you could do that like can i be educated because that's what i want so don't worry about the age and definitely celebrate all your milestones you are definitely a breath of fresh air just hearing you speak yes definitely princess listen this makes your story just makes other people not take their success for granted (laughs) just yeah yeah those those little things making sure we do not take them for granted and those are not little let me correct myself they're not little things (laughs) those are big milestones (laughs) they're milestones yes let me correct myself those are milestones exactly that we take for granted exactly Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that's amazing. Oh my God. See what I'm talking about, y'all? Like, that was amazing here. I love it. I love it. Um, do anyone else want to chime in or bounce back with something? I just want to say, oh, okay. I was thinking about the, the topic over the last couple of days, and it made me remember being young and having my first apartment, my husband and I. And how excited, I mean, excited I used to be to go to the office to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. And that rent was, and this was um, in uh, Orange County, California. And my rent was like $735. And to be able to go and pay that rent every month, like I was on time. I had a smile because it meant a lot to us just to have our own space and to be able to pay that rent every month. And that's why I got to the point of saying, you know, those milestone moments, because for somebody else that may seem trivial or they may minimize it. But if you don't have, and then you get to the point of having, then to be able to sustain that, that is a major, major success for you. And so you can't, you know, base what you consider to be success on other people's situations because then you'll be depressed, you know, because the, the millionaire that lives in the mansion, you know, for them, that's $735, that didn't mean anything for that little two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. But to us, it was everything. And so yeah. I think as I considered the topic, I really began to sit back and appreciate those milestone moments because they mean so much and they really shape who you are and they shape the character um, that you now have because you know a lot comes out of struggle and you know a lot of character is built in struggle and so I can appreciate you know some of the things that we endured to be able to get us to where we are today because those were huge successes for us during that time 
Yes, most definitely. I can. Um, today I went to the store to get some batteries and get dinner um, tonight. So I went to Dollar Tree because my son needed batteries for his game or whatnot for the controller. So I went in Dollar Tree. And when I was in line, there was this lady in front of me. She just had all her little crafts and stuff or whatnot. And I heard her say before we had got in line that, you know, she finally got all her crafts or whatnot. So I was like, okay. So she was just standing in front of me, and then she had baby, and then I looked at her, and then she was like, you know, she had said something to me because she had a little, um, she had a scarf, I mean, a uh, a mask on. I had my mask on, and she was like, she was making, she had saw it on the internet, and she said, oh, this is gonna be cute, you know, I'm about to decorate it, telling me she's being crafty, she's like redoing her bathroom making it all kind of pretty and bedazzled or whatnot. And I was like, that's so amazing, you know, to finally, you know, just do something creative and create your own space and do your own thing and actually enjoy it. And, you know, I had talked to her in the store and she left out before me. I checked out and then I went walking to my car because they went to talk. They were talking about something else. We talked my last names. And she was saying, like, you know, us as Black people, we can be creative. We are creative. Um, and she was telling me all the stuff that she had designed and, you know, put together, what, done. And I was like, yeah, you know, it is amazing, you know, for us to be able to say we can do this or we put our minds to this. Like, she <clears throat> her clothing, you know, whatnot. So when I went out to the parking lot, she had called me because the, the, um, the guy at the register called my last name out on my thing. So when we went out to the parking lot, she said, Miss Brown, excuse me. I said, yes. She said, you got anybody with you? I said, no, I don't got nobody with me. She said, come here, I want to show you something. Because her phone was dead in the store, so she wanted me to see her little, um, her clothes and stuff or whatnot. And it was nice. It was creative. You know, she cut it up. Everything is handmade. She don't sew or anything. So it was, like, nice to see her little stuff or whatnot. And she was like, yeah, you know. And then she was telling me that she had just got out of a relationship of 13 years last week or something like that. So I was like, oh, my God, you know, just seeing her, you know, and she's like, okay, you know, I'm not going to let this relationship get to me. I'm just going to start doing some stuff or whatnot. And, you know, that was a total stranger, you know, and she just told me that. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, I can see, you know, her, you know, putting her mind into what she wants to do and actually do it, you know the fact that she was at Dollar Tree, you know, at the store, you know, creating and getting stuff to make, you know, or whatnot was amazing to see, you know, and actually seeing her work, that was amazing. So I was like, okay, you know, whatnot. So I got a phone number, whatnot. I said, see, I knew that lady was going to talk to me. Like, every time I go into <laughs> somebody point me out, somebody grab my attention before I leave any store, I promise you. Same. Like, dang. <laughs> Like, I literally had conversations every single day with strangers, and it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Awesome to, you know, just hear, um, you know, those steps. Like, anybody can just leave a nugget on your mind. It could be the smallest saying, the smallest, whatever. If you ask somebody how their day was, and they say something that you don't expect, or they say something back, and you actually have a conversation with that person, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was to just hear her story so I got her phone number I said she said I stay in Atlanta you gonna come out here to um, see me or talk to me I said yeah you know I was telling her what I do you know I do marketing and everything she don't have social media she don't have 
So she's just taking the pictures with her phone or whatever. So I, when I got in my car, I said, God, like you always introducing me to people like this. Like I would love to help her create and everything. So it was amazing to just meet her and we're going to work together and we're going to get her stuff popping, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Can, um, can I say one more thing <laughs> to, um, to Princess? <laughs> because, um, because you mentioned being a first-generation um, graduate, going to college, I just want to say, um, being that your family hasn't been through it, um, you got to you got to watch them and so that they, they may say to you during your journey. Um, and I'm saying that because I'm a first generation um, college person to go to college and then finish my bachelor's and now being in my master's. Um, sometimes if your family hasn't done it, they don't really see the value in it. So they'll try to downplay it a lot. Just be careful. Like, don't let them, don't be like, okay, maybe they're right. Or maybe they're fine and they didn't go to college. So maybe I should um, drop out, you know, or maybe I should change and do some other major because my family said I should do this. Cause my dad never went to college, but he told me pretty much if I didn't go to school for nursing, I would never have a job and I would pretty much be homeless. So it's just like, mm, I'm not going to listen to that human. Like that person has never been through it. This person doesn't know my dreams and passion. So as a first generation, um, don't, don't let your family get you down. Cause since they, if they didn't do it, they would try to downplay it. Well, if they're not like the super positive go princess, you know, the type kind of family, I would just say, be, just be careful who you listen to that haven't been through what you plan to go through and what you're going through now. Because I already know, I know the struggle when it comes to being a first generation, like family is not always rooting for you. They'll be like, oh, look at her. She thinks she, she thinks she's special. She thinks she's white or she thinks she's better than us or she just missed too good. Don't listen to that stuff. You're doing a great job and you do doing what you want to do, which is that means you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Thank you. And I completely, I completely agree with what you got to say because I first, before I even went to college, I was contemplating over an idea like, oh, should I go do this major, do that major? Because I'm a wide, wide, well-round human being. I like to get myself into everything, make sure I have this skill on my resume, make sure when someone needs some, someone for this, you know who to call, you know, Princess so I was in the STEM program growing up um, all the way from middle school to high school. And I really wanted to do collision repair. Collision repair is like basically fixing the exterior cars and everything. And I grew up truck, truck, um, truck daughter. My dad's a truck driver. So I was always at the body shop, always with him on the road, you know, just getting comfortable with it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do collision repair. It has good money. I'm good with my hands. So let's do it. Went to school for it when I was in uh, high school, did like this trade program. I had enough credit scores. So I was like, I could take college classes and do what I want for free. All right, you know, <laughs> let's do it. So I did that. Then I decided I don't want to do that anymore because my parents, they downplayed the whole situation. You shouldn't do this. You should become a doctor. You should go and do nursing, da, 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 this, that, third. So the whole idea with college just became like, it was flustering my mind because it was like, I don't even want to do what y'all want me to do. I really wanted to do collision repair or be a communication ma um, major. Communication is my area. Everyone knows this about me. I'm always speaking about something. I'm always connecting with anybody I meet. I'm always, you know, in the communication marketing major. Always something that I was comfortable doing, but I also had a passion for collision repair. So I was torn between the two, like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I was like, I could stay with collision repair with my dad 
keep that pushing, be comfortable with that, but still go to school for communication. So I went to school in Virginia. The school called me and it was like, oh, we can give you a free ride. You just come play sports with us. You get a free ride in your education. I was like, all right, perfect. Sports and um, free education sounds good to me. My parents don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to hear them about anything. I do what I want because I'm paying for it. So I, all I have to do is just hit them balls back and forth because I play tennis. Hit them balls back and forth. <laughs> make, make my I'm good. You know, and I felt comfortable because I was so far away from home. Actually, it was my free time to actually, you know, be by myself and discover who Princess truly is outside of my, you know, um, habitat. So I got up there and I was comfortable with it. I think it was like a couple of weeks, not even a couple of weeks, a couple of days, not even a couple of days, few hours. I already started making friends. Everyone wanted to be my friend. And it was just because I like to talk. So as time went by, I was just telling people about myself, like, I did this, I did that, and it was like, oh my gosh, you was into everything. I was like, yes, girl, you need something, I know how to do it, let's keep it pushing. So I remember getting a call back from my dad, he was asking me, he was like, what are you majoring again at school? And I was like, I'm a communication major, you know, because I grew up as a STEM student, science, technology, engineering, math. I was comfortable in those areas, but I wanted to challenge myself. Yes, I am good at talking, but I had some speech problems growing up because I came from a different dialect when I was in Liberia. Our languages was much different. I had to learn a whole new language when I came here. So I wanted to you know, perfect my craft. I had some stage fright, like stage fright. So I wanted to get comfortable being on stage. I also like poetry. So I wanted to get comfortable rhyming my language area. I wanted to, you know, just find everything together. So he was like, communication, communication. You going to mm-hmm. school and you going to school for communication. What do you he was so confused. I was like, Dad, this is my passion. This is my dream. I'm comfortable in it. I, I could always do STEM. I have the certificates from STEM. I have the certificates I need for collision repair. I have the certificate I need for engineering. Yeah. I can always do any of those stuff. I just want to have that major in my name saying Princess Blama was of communicational study. And he was like, heck no. You're not doing that. Remove it. Remove it. And I'm like, Who's paying? Like, like for real, who's paying? Who works towards this? So the conversation was done. Me and my dad stopped talking for like, I think like a couple of weeks. He stopped sending me the little cash app money. You know, when I want something to eat, he stopped sending it to me right there for a while. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I called my mom and I started crying to her. And I was like, my dad's not talking to me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> this, then the third. So then I decided, I was like, you know what? To make him happy, I would double major. I decided to... Um, changed my major from communication, changed it back to STEM so I could go into the dental program. I have a neighbor that's across the street from me. His son, their son is a dentist. And we're really good with their son. Like we're really, our our whole family is really comfortable with each other. We're really close. I was like, he told me if I joined um, dental, I shadow him. Okay, free shadow. Let me just do that and still become a communication major. But that's not what I wanted to do. I only did that to shut my parents up. And in the process of me doing that, the school I was in was a liberal arts school. So me getting my STEM degree and my STEM um, credits from that school sense. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna transfer that. Came back to Atlanta, got stuck in for like a couple of weeks until um, second semester. I went- I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. 
New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to the new school I think it was like the community college near me until I wanted to transfer to the bigger school because I was still contemplating on the idea of even being a step in the first place transferring into it got comfortable moved in and everything and I felt my heart dropped like it was like I don't want this you know I don't want this for myself but my parents want it everyone else thinks it's a good idea so why not do it just just you know just wing it for a little bit thing is like the second month into it I just became very depressed like my depression started becoming really bad I used to be really depressed as a child because I have middle child syndrome that thing is for real you guys middle child syndrome is real so I I was yes, it is. <laughs> I felt like it wasn't getting any attention so when yep. everything so I started manifesting a lot of stuff inside my life and I got all this attention from but everyone wanted to be inside Princess like you know what Princess got going on. It was like, oh, where's all this coming from? So my depression started getting me more. Got into um, college second semester, everything just fell. Like I was not motivated for anything. I stopped going to classes. Um, I stopped playing sports for a while. My coach is calling me. I'm missing my games. I'm missing practices. My parents are calling me left and right. Not to know that my parents are 30 minutes away from me, so they could pop up anytime they want. Like, literally, they could pop up anytime they want, but they stopped calling me. They still send me money, but it was like, I still didn't know where I want. I wasn't in the, in the area where it was like, I felt I had any control anymore. I felt like I had so much control when I was in Virginia, but I ruined those chances because, you know, everyone got into my head. Everyone kept downplaying what I really want to do when I grow up. I wasn't comfortable with anything. I grew up following what everyone else wanted. Everyone wanted Princess to do this, to Princess do that, Princess do this, Princess did it. If you call me, I'm there. If you need me to do this, I'm I was comfortable doing that because I shield myself from everyone's emotion, from my emotions, especially that I was like a robot, you know, inside the eyes of man. I was a robot inside the eyes of my parents, my family members. I was that perfect angel to everyone. So when I tapped the little something in the dirt, what I want. So when I came back and I transferred and I decided to go to STEM, it was like I started cutting myself. Depression was bad. So I went back to the motivational Monday segments. Motivational Monday is basically just every Monday, you know, since the start of the week, everyone complains about, oh, it's Monday, I have work, I have, you know, da da da, this, that, and the third. I decided I was going to do motivational Monday segments. Did it, got my motivation back up. Then it was time for my dental classes, dental yeah. practice thing. It was like, ugh, why am I looking at this girl's mouth? <laughs> why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? That would have been my same story if I went to nursing school. Yes, I to that would have been me. Motivating this person. I want to talk about this. I want to write my book. I want to finish writing my book. I want to get, you know, do what I want. I want to be comfortable with myself again. I want to be sane. I used to, I used to be so close to God. Yes. Like, yes. like a few months before this whole happened. And then 
once everything like started falling apart, it was like my relationship with God, like it started like it started dressing a little bit. And I was like, wait a minute, like what's going on? When I walk out the door, I don't feel him behind me. So, you know, like God, where you at? <laughs> where you at? So once I started realizing everything wasn't manifesting like how I wanted, I started praying, I started praying, I started praying, I started fasting. I was like, what is the reason? Why am I in this position? Why am I in this time? Yes. I just kept telling people, slow down, slow down, slow down. So I slowed down for a while. I was like, you know what? Let's just let everything fall out. Then Corona. I was like, yes, <laughs> no more dental classes. Yes, I don't have to any of this. <laughs> That whole time, everything has been falling into place that God told me it happened. Everything that I had I prayed upon, it has already happened and it's continually to happen. And it's the fact that when I told my parents I didn't want to do anything, nobody believed me. I'm stubborn. That's one thing I know about me. When I don't want to do something, I'm going to make sure you know I don't want to do that. So when I told my parents I didn't want to do it, they didn't believe me. So when Corona hit, my, my teachers were sending me all these dental practices. I knocked those ballpark because I was home. I was like, let me get this out the way. Did it, da-da-da-da, this, thing, that, it was finished. My modeling started taking off. My communications classes started taking off. I got accepted on more motivational speeches. My parents started noticing, you know, I'm opening up again. I started becoming a happy princess I knew I was supposed to be. I stopped taking my depression medicine because I didn't need that anymore. I was comfortable being me again. And it was like, it felt good knowing that I took that control back into my I said that I wanted to do something. And now that I'm not even just proving it to me, I'm proving it to you. You feel me? So my parents, when that whole, like that whole tribe and tribulation went on, it was us going back and forth. Like, you're going to be a dental student. I want to be a communication student. You're going to be a dental student. Okay, then double major. Why do I need a double major if I'm not even going to use it? I knew if I graduated with that dental degree, I was going to stay inside the dental program for what, a year at most? And then what? get depressed again, not want to look for a job. And especially me being African-American in Atlanta in the Georgia healthcare program, that was the hardest thing ever because it's so it's so hard for my name to get put out there. When people see princess, they start to think of, you know, a royalty white girl name, you know. And then once they notice that I am African-American, everyone dresses back. Especially since I am young, everyone dresses back. Especially since I am an immigrant, everyone dresses back. So I had so much pushing against me. But like I'm fighting a battle that not it's, it's not that I won't win it, but I'm fighting a battle that I don't even want to fight. You don't even want to fight it, exactly. This yeah. it was like they started. It was like you're not you know you're not, you're not gonna do this. You might as well just stick with something that you know that you're good at. Princess, come and fix this. To- princes come over and rebuild this business system you know they always needed me to do those stuff but it was like i did it because it was simon says with y'all yes master yes yes that was got that free you know that free space it was like now i know what princes want to do so i completely i completely agree with you what there will be people out there who will try to downplay your success my success was just that i wanted to do what i wanted to just owning and saying that i'm going to do this and it actually proving it to my parents. That was the hard, especially being African. That's the thing ever. Just to stand up to them, just tell them, I don't want to do this, you know. And I actually prove it to you. And knowing I manifest everything in life, because not only did I pray with it, but I made sure God's hand was upon what I wanted to do. It was, it was, it was fresh and fresh air because it was like, whoa. It was 
Like, I, I'm unstoppable at this point. If I want it, I'm going to get it. No one yes, can tell man. me if yes. I want it. <laughs> so, Amen. Yeah. Girl, you have no idea how much I want these past few these past few months with college. First, oh. <laughs> yes, yes, I definitely can agree and like you know say something to that. Like honestly, okay, honestly, like that that's wanting to do something and doing that. That's amazing. Like I would for the high school story, I had two kids trying to graduate high school, baby. Okay, so <laughs> I graduated high school. That was something that was like amazing to me because I had two sisters that didn't have as many kids as I had and did not graduate. My mom didn't graduate, my dad didn't graduate, nobody graduated in my immediate family. And I graduated with two kids. <laughs> okay, so I was like, yes, you know, that was so amazing. I wanted to definitely do that. Uh, and then like, I waited, you know, I, you know, again, gradually stepping up and moving up and progressing, you know, you know, definitely like I spent a lot of time, you know, doing a lot of personal um, development and, and thinking like the affirmations, everything that we do on a daily basis, is something that I should have done a long time ago. I just started doing it late and I'm like, dang, I should have been doing this with my life. You know, this is how it feels to wake up every morning and just feel good about, you know, what you got going on because, you know, where I'm from, people just like to focus on the struggles. Man, I got this and that going on, such, 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 such. I'm like, God dang, y'all ain't got nothing else to talk about. Like, for real. Who out here trying to make something happen? Who trying to get some money? Like, what y'all doing with y'all lives? So, you know, them the type of people that, you know, I grew up and hung around, and people still talk like that and do that now. So, like, I try not to go, you know, and be around, like, my hometown and stuff like that, because that's when you get caught up in different stuff. But I'm <laughs> like, Lord, have mercy. These people got so much stuff going on when they can be mm-hmm. and their energy and they focus into something else instead of just focusing on what their problem is at that current time. Because if you continue to focus on a problem that you have going on at that current time, it is going to make your life miserable. You definitely are going to be, you know, thinking about it every day. Um, And that's like something like, I'm like, okay, why was I even like in that mindset? But I'm thankful and grateful that I took that opportunity and took that time, you know, when I had hit rock bottom, to actually, you know, just get me together. What do I like? What do I want, you know, out of life? You know, what is it that I want for my children? What is it that I want my legacy to be? You know, what can I say to them? This is what I did. You know, I want you guys to do better. I want you guys to do, you know, beyond what I have already done. I've established a whole lot you know, for all my kids. So it's amazing to be able to do that as a mom right now because when I had my third son, uh, well, my fourth child, you know, that was like, the that was it. You know, now I have five and they all are taken care of. We eat every day. We have fun. You know, I'm not like 
trying to figure out what we're going to eat or don't have no money. You know, I'm not just in a crazy, you know, mindset. So I thank God that I'm here, you know, where I am today because it did take me a long time to, you know, get that together, get my mental together, you know, go to therapy, you know, see what it's like to, you know, have a happy life. You know, some people get comfortable with just living, you know, that life. And it's like, wow, you know, when will people wake up, you know, even though I woke up, you know, I woke up kind of, I mean, I was here and there. I wouldn't say I was too young or too old. You know, I got my stuff together or whatever. <laughs> but it's like, you know, when will some people wake up, you know, and you are used to seeing that. And I think Gwen, Gwen, I, I grew up on Bankhead too. <laughs> okay. So listen, baby, we had, a, I had an awesome childhood but, you know, being and living in that area, you've seen a lot as a child. You know, you've seen stuff as a child that you should never see, you know, living in areas and things like that. So, you know, to see what I've seen in my life <laughs> and to have struggled and actually seeing, like, people, you know, in all kind of crazy situation has just been amazing. I can say, wow, you know, you know, I could have been that person right there. You know, I could have been her. I could have been you know, this person who did this or whatnot, because that person is in that environment. They're still, you know, facing people not listening to them, not giving them an opportunity to, you know, just stay what's on their minds, you know, and sometimes, you know, in certain areas, when you want to talk, when you want to express yourself or whatnot, you're not able to, you know, express that, you know, people just be in their own little thing or whatever, you know, and then especially, you know, in Atlanta, like, you know, certain areas was like drugs, heavy drugs in that area. So people over there, you know, using drugs and all kinds of stuff, like it was crazy, you know, just seeing so much. Um, <laughs> and um, to say that, hey, I'm here today, I got this and that, like I, I actually made it through the struggle, y'all. I'm trying to tell you like, oh, I am so blessed to wake up every single day. Like God is so amazing. I'm like, I mm -hmm. every single day, every single day. Yep. Trina, UK and Princess all mentioned something. I think that was very important. You all mentioned how you all were the first in your families to do something. And I think that's why it's so important. A part of a good success story is always having a mentor. So, you know, finding someone that you, that's a like-minded individual that's in the same career path, essentially where you want to be. And I think that that's so important because a lot of people, especially when you're a family where you're the first in your family to do anything, you know, you are going to have individuals trying to deter you from what you're doing because the unknown seems impossible or it seems too difficult when you can take an easier route. And so I know in my own career path, you know, it was so important for me to get a mentor, someone, an African-American woman that was already a doctor doing what I wanted to do on the same path as me. And that really, you know, helped excel me in my career and it really helped motivate me and made me want to try harder and, you know, half the reason I am what I am today is because I had so many essential and important mentors that made sure that I was on the right path. Yep. I want to, um, can I respond? Did anybody else want to talk? I feel like I've been talking a lot. Sorry, it's just, it's just me. <laughs> um, 
Responding to um, what Kathy mentioned, um, like other people kind of um, defining your success story for you and just making sure that we don't do that. I remember when I was in uh, high school, 11th and 12th grade, I worked at White Castle. And I know that I decided that I wanted to go to the Navy and my recruiter was just saying, all you need is your high school diploma. So when I got the diploma, is the way I quit White Castle. I had a cousin that worked there too. And instead of putting in a two weeks, I just gave all my shifts to my cousin. And my mama flipped out. She's like, what if this Navy thing doesn't work out? What are you going to do? You have to have White Castle to come back to. And I was just like, y'all know what White Castle is, right? It's like in the Midwest, yeah. kind of like, I guess like the crystals of Midwest. So flipping yeah. the tiniest burgers ever. So to her, <laughs> um, that food was her, nasty. <laughs> listen, we're not going to talk about I don't think I ever had one. Burgers. They so don't have it, only have it on the weekend. In the Midwest, it's the thing, because it's 24 hours. Look, we ain't going to talk about it. But she's just like, what if this Navy thing doesn't work out? You know, you would have, like, you got to have White Castle. You need to, like, not burn that bridge. And I'm just like, you telling me, but first of all, the Navy's going to work out because I'm going to make it work out. So, like, to her, her idea of success was me, after graduating high school, having that job at White Castle and maybe becoming the manager. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, that was her because she never went to college. She never left you know, her hometown where she came from. And then, like I said, when I talked about college, my dad's idea of success was me going to nursing school. So I just think it's important that, like you said, don't let nobody else tell you what success is. Because if I was to listen to my mama, what I'm going to do, like work at White Castle and by now, what I'm going to be a general manager? Like, right. <laughs> nothing, I mean, nothing wrong with no shade to them, but that was nowhere near like my dreams and my passions. Like, I knew for sure getting out of Gary, Indiana was the plan. That's the only plan I had. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that was it. And then like thinking of um, like Gwen, you talked about like your timeline. Um, I had a timeline as well. Cause you said you wanted to be married at 21, have your kids by 25. I think I had a similar timeline. I would be married at like 22, have my kids all by 25. And when I hit 26 and that's when I got out of the Navy, I hit 26 and I realized none of that stuff had happened. That's when I threw out my timeline, and that's when um, success became different. Like, you know, as like Kathy says, like, as you get older, your idea of success changed. And at 26, my idea of success definitely changed. And like, I threw out that whole, like, gotta be married by this time, I have to have kids, because it didn't happen by 25. And I'm actually thankful that it didn't, um, because that's just like, that wasn't success for me. And I think that we have to just think about ourselves and not let people be like, well, you got this and this and this, all you need now is, and it's just like, no, that's, that's what you think I need, you know, and it's always a husband, for me, being 30 something years old, it's always a husband, people always like, well, you ain't got no kids yet, or you ain't got no husband, so to them, like, you can't call yourself successful, it don't matter what job you got, what kind of degree you got, you ain't got no husband, no kids, girl, you just a lady out here in these streets, you know, so it's kind of like, that's something that I think forever we have to always think about, like, what is success to me? Because people will always try to push on, like, their idea of success onto you. And I don't think age, like, Princess, you kept saying how young you are. I don't think age has anything to do with it. Because as I get older and er older, whether it was high school, middle school, whatever, people have always tried to push on, like, their idea of success. And, like, women that are around my age is always like, you ain't got no kids. You ain't got no man. You ain't got this and that. And I'm just like, girl... I got a whole master's degree. We're like, let me work on that. Like, that's what is making me happy right now. In six yeah, weeks, right. I'll be done with my master's. That's what I'm thinking about. And you talking about why you ain't got no man. Girl, men will be here to the end of time. Girl, to the end of time, girl. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, so. I think we also, as women, 
one of the things that I think we have to do a really good job of in, in terms of the, 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 the young people that are, you know, in our lives is to help them balance um, the idea of having a, a plan and being able to set some goals in life, but then also being able to respect the fact that as people, we are going to evolve over time. And so, you know, as you evolve, some of those plans may change and some of those goals may change. But then when that happens, then you just have to be able to, you know, get, get find your lane, you know, because um, not everyone is going to have that very straight trajectory from, okay, in high school, I decided I want to be this and now I'm going to be that. Like it, it doesn't necessarily work that way. You know, your, 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 your wants change. Um, sometimes your circumstances change. And so you have to make adjustments in life. But the idea is, you know, have a plan and work towards that plan, but also respect the process of evolving um, in life because those are the things that are going to help you along the way in terms of maintaining, you know, your quote unquote, your sanity. Because if you get so stuck in, okay, I have to do it like this. Mm -hmm. Life doesn't always permit you to do it exactly like that, but you just have to kind of, you know, keep, keep that plan in the back of your mind and be working towards that. And then, you know, mm -hmm. make adjustments as necessary. That's yeah. true because it's like you have to value the journey you go through just for you to reach to the destination you want to be at. You know, you may want to do it now, but what if it don't, you know, but you sit here and downplay all the things you did go through for this to happen? Are you going to downplay the fact that you did struggle at one point for you to get where you want to be at in life? So many people don't appreciate people that comes out the struggle they're like oh you came out the struggle because you had to come out the struggle no i didn't my parents were you in the sure struggle didn't. and they stayed in the still there yeah they stayed in the struggle because it was a norm for them they was comfortable being where they wanted to be in life for me to wake up and say that i don't want to struggle anymore or i don't want to do this anymore i value the journey that i'm going through because it's like i struggle for a reason I struggle because I want this out of life. I struggle because I want that out of life. My parents struggle, yes, and it was comfortable struggling because that's all they that's all they know if they don't think outside the box of what else is out there. So the journey that I went through of struggling or the journey I went through of being where I am at that moment or where I was at that moment, it's, it's big because it's like that journey, it's like, whoa. Like, I've been through everything at that point, you know? So it's, it's also, it, it mainly just sits, sits on valuing that journey instead of just the destination, because that destination is always going to be there. But you're not going to go through A, B, C, and D all the way. You're going to go sometimes go through A and then bounce back to Z and then bounce back five steps back to F. You may never know what the plan is. You may never know how you're going to get there, but just know that you want to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. Amen. <sighs> I love this conversation, y'all. I feel like <laughs> I wish we go on longer. I just, I just love this. I love this conversation. Yes, yes, it is going well. Um, it's amazing to meet you tonight, Princess. Finally, I know. You know, when we first connected, you had told me that you were going to school back and forth or whatnot. So I was like, just let me know when you get your schedule together. You know, 
So I'm glad to finally meet you and hear your story. It's amazing. Glad yeah, to audio tripping or yeah. Glad to meet all of y'all as well. Cause I know I've been I've been watching y'all when y'all be commenting something inside the crew channel. Like, oh my gosh, I wanna just jump into the conversation, but I can't just jump because you nobody know who I am. And it was like the first I, it wasn't the first episode, but I think it was the second episode when, when y'all was talking about close switching. And I really wanted to be in our conversation because <laughs> it took me a while. Our girl Gwen came to the table yeah. with that one. It took me a while for me to learn close switching and, you know, actually be in it, especially because it was like I was so comfortable talking the way I talk normally with my friends or with my family. Or when I go out there in the real world, I can be, you know, talk way or everything so i really wanted to be in that conversation of close switching my eyes i missed that one the next one so i'm so glad i at least my schedule got it actually started acting like it was supposed to and you know something i have been seeing lately and i and i guess just now in this moment i really have found the appreciation in it um but I saw on social media recently where something said, you can't live in the, I'll be happy when I get this, or I'll be happy when this happens, because that way you stay in a constant state of, you know, dis-ease, and you're always stressing about what you don't have or how you're going to get to that next that next level so part of us you know being gracious to ourselves is really finding the happy in the right now and you know it may not be all that I want it to be but can I can I find some semblance of happy can I find some peace can I find some joy in the right now understanding that yes the journey you know is going to have to continue but can I find that in the right now and I think that to kind of sum up everything we're talking about, yes, life is a journey. And yes, everybody has to set some goals and try and accomplish those goals. But really the most important thing in terms of defining your success is, can I say that I'm happy right now? And if I can't, okay, how can I, how can I make that my reality and work towards that, but still appreciating exactly where I am and finding the happy in the moment? Mm-hmm. Something I always say that um, I feel like ain't nobody trying to hear, but whenever people are going through something, like, I always talk about, like, once you survive it, there's always going to be, like, some younger girl that's going to go through a similar thing, and you can always share your story with her, and to me, that has something to do with success as well, like, you can go and struggle with stuff, whatever it is, whether you, I'm, like, uh, doing homework, and I'm stressing at night, whatever, it's cool, like, I'm, I'm happy with the part of this journey, because I know I'm going to meet some girl that's like, oh, I'm in school, and I'm this and that, and I, I can't do it, uh, yes, you can, boo, like, let me tell you, yes, you can, so it's like certain struggles that we go through, I just see it as, like, once you survive it, like, enjoy that process, even if it is hard, it's a struggle, like, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about the younger girls, like, that's my passion, the teenagers, ages 15 to 18, I could talk to them all day, um, because they always think that, like, whatever is ahead of them is, like, impossible, and they can't do it, so I just, I'm always thinking about myself, and what struggles I go through and what I've survived and that I would never let anything like get me down where nothing will be too hard where I'm like, I just can't do this because mm-hmm. I have to do it because there's going to be some younger girl that's going to feel the same way that what if this struggle is just too much and I can't survive it? Like, listen, boo, let me let you know, you ain't the first one to try this 
and you're not gonna die because of this. <laughs> and people don't really want to hear that when they're struggling. Nobody want to hear you're about not gonna die, <laughs> right? They not they don't want to hear about no younger girls and just survive. And they like help me through this now. And I'm like, bro, I hear you. You're gonna get through it. And as long as you survive, like you keep living, there's gonna be somebody. I don't care if you got punched in the face on your way home. If you survive that punch. You gonna meet some girl, you're gonna be like, look, girl, when I was walking through that way, I got punched in the face. You might not wanna do that. So it's just like just constantly thinking about yourself, but always think about the people that are coming after you. You know, Dr. Natalie, girl, listen, you look at all young and fine, you a doctor, there's gonna be so many young girls that's like looking up to you, that's gonna think med school is impossible. You could always like stand up that you don't have to be old and gray and be like, and by gray, I mean like 75 years old and be like, look at me, I'm a doctor. Yeah, I'm like, you know don't talk about the gray now. No, I respect gray all day. Listen, <laughs> I don't mean to say, you know, old and gray is just a saying, but like, you don't have to be 75 years old and be like, look at me, I'm a doctor. Because then they're going to think, oh, I got to be 75 to be successful. Yeah. Like, no, right. like, look at me, here I am. And I did it and it was a struggle. Yes, it was hard, but I got through it. So whatever it is, princess, you talk to your, your cousins or whoever coming up that like under you. Let them know, like, listen, my parents didn't finish high school and all that. Your parents probably didn't either, but look at me. I got a nephew. My brother had a baby, okay? Him and his baby mama ain't even together. And neither one of them made it, you know, they they finished high school, but they ain't do nothing else. So now I have to be this role model for my nephew. If she lets me see him, who knows? But if she does, I have to be that being to let him know, like, all Black women ain't the same. All Black women ain't high school dropouts. All Black women ain't ratchet, uh... I'll kill you slash attire. So I have to set an example for him. My best friend has a daughter. She's a single mom. So I'm constantly thinking about the younger people. Like, so that's that's my whole never give up story. Don't and ever give true. up because there's always some younger mm-hmm. people that's going to be looking at you like, what you exactly. And hey, that's how we get them to stop making the same mistakes that we did. That's how I look at it, mm-hmm. you know? And of course, we had mentors or parents, sisters, whatever, that told us not to do certain things. And we I know for me, I had to learn the hard way because I'm mm-hmm. very, very hard-headed. I'm going to do what I want to do regardless. So <laughs> I think that it's so important, like you said, to just, you know, let them know, hey, I went through it. You can too. And I'm here to hold your hand through the process. Yep. Exactly. I completely, honestly, I completely agree with that because it took me back to when I was in college and my little sister had called me because she's, she's in middle school and everything. Well, she just graduated from middle school. And she called me. She was crying. I was like, it's when I slow down. Like, why are you crying? Why are you crying? She was like, some kids bully me in school because I have pimples on my face. And I'm stronger than most of the girls. And I was like, seriously? Are you crying because of that? And I, because my sister, my whole family, they're very, they have a lot of confidence in them, you know? So the fact that she called me telling me that she's crying because someone bullied her for having pimples on her face and knowing that she's stronger anymore, it just, it, it took me like a flash. When, like, I remember standing up on that stage, it was time for me to spell this word at the spelling bee contest. And some girl turning off the lights and she's like, oh, look, we can't find princess because she's dark skinned. I remember people laughing at me because I have pimples all over my face. I remember people, you know, making fun of me because I didn't have the big boobs, the big butt, like all the other girls or because I cut my hair. So it was like a flashback moment, like, whoa, my sister, my older sister, she didn't teach me all this stuff. You know, she didn't mm-hmm. teach me a bigger sister to my little sisters that was after me. She didn't teach me how to do this or do that because she was always 
in the streets. You know, she was always into stuff that she wasn't supposed to. She was never home. She was always messing with this boy or that boy, into this stuff or that stuff. So I had to learn everything on my own. And the fact that I learned it and now I'm yes. putting it with my little sisters and everything like, whoa. And it's the same with my brother because it's like my older brother doesn't have an older brother to, that could teach him, you know, those type of stuff. He didn't have someone that could teach him how to be a man or how to do this or that. It was always me. Every time he had girl problems, every, every time he had problems with this or that, anytime he needed advice, it was always me. So the fact that all the stuff that my older siblings didn't teach me, I was able to teach my little sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. It was Seriously, sis, you're crying because someone said you have a pimple on your face. If I say you had a pimple on your face, you'd be like, girl, you know. I'm... And I'm like, oh, why can't you say the same thing? So imagine that? if you didn't. You know? Imagine if you didn't go through any of that stuff. You wouldn't have anything to share with your younger exactly. cousins. So I think all the struggles and hardships we go through, we have to go through them. Like, they're important for us, but they're also, they're important for us in our character, but they're important for the younger people. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just like, that was important that you went through that for your younger cousin. Because if she have came to you with pimples, you'd have been like, who knows what your response would have been, you know? So because of getting off the phone with you, she could have been like, oh, like, I feel better about this because look at my cousin now. She's beautiful. She made it through. Forget all y'all. Like, I'm going to be like my cousin. She's smart. She in college and she can go to college with those pimples. So it's kind of like, it's important that we go through certain stuff. Or even to get it, I didn't get bullied because I've been this size since I was nine. Um <laughs> But, you make it seem like you are just so look, so I'm five, ten. <laughs> I've been tall in these streets since I was a little kid. So I didn't get bullied. And plus people thought I was funny. So something about yeah. being funny, you just don't get picked on. Like if you, you don't, don't make people laugh. Don't get so I'm always I never got bullied, but it's just like I got picked on for being my size. You know, like I have these big hands because you pull a basketball. You know what? I actually can't. So you know what? It's just like whatever you will you will find all these imperfections or flaws to be beautiful, but you can look back and think like I got picked on for all that stuff when I was in school at school. So like it is what it is. My nose, my lips, I got big hands, big feet. But if I was five ten with a size six, I would tip over. So it's just like it is what it is. All that stuff you will find to be beautiful later and you could talk to the younger girls when they when they get picked on for it because they will because we are alive amongst boys, so we can always get the question. Oh, who there? Gwen. Oh. All right. Hello, can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um. Hello? We can hear you. Okay, good, good, good. All right, y'all. So that was an amazing conversation tonight. Um, Again, I thank you guys for being on and just sharing, you know, a tidbit about yourself, a tidbit about your journey, um, what you're, you know, doing this for, why you are continuing to do what you do on a daily basis. Um, It's amazing because you don't know why somebody's getting up every single morning, you know, and, you know, to hear that, hear something from you guys tonight that was amazing to hear that so you know we wake up in the morning we do what we got to do every day day. yep yeah so um again thank you guys if anybody doesn't have anything else to say tonight i'm gonna close it out Bye, bye everybody this year has us all wanting to be healthier And that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? 
it's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. What does it take to end cyber attacks? At Cyber Reason, we can tell you exactly what it takes. It takes an army of battle-tested defenders on a mission. Defenders who fight foes that operate under the cover of digital darkness. Defenders who think, move, and adapt faster than cyber attackers. Defenders with the technology and effortless automation to spot and attack forming on computers, mobile devices, servers, and the cloud, and alert you when it matters most. To end cyber attacks, it takes the brightest minds in global cyber intelligence working to deliver future-ready protection to guard your data wherever the fight moves cyber reason is ready to win the battle with you and for you in the fight to end cyber attacks we are the defenders join us to reverse the adversary attacks with proactive protection against ever-evolving threats cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere learn more at cyberreason.com. that's c-y-b-e-r-e-a-s-o-n.com 